When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning and happy Valentine's Day. It's Monday, February 14th, and I'm a little late in posting this. Um, I usually get started around 7.30, 7.45, but it's now 8 o'clock. <clears throat> I waited because I was doing research into the Ukrainian border and how many troops Russia had stockpiled up to see if it was... Um, the futures were down. I think NASDAQ is typically what I watch, and that was down about 180, 190 points. In the past 10 minutes, that has turned around to where the NASDAQ, the Dow, um, and the S&P are, are pretty flat. Um, they're not opening up uh, way up, but to move that much up, there was some, some news, and, and basically what it was was the Foreign Minister Lavrov um, of uh, Russia said, hey, there might be a, a non-military way to head off a Russia invasion of Ukraine. That's what's been holding the market down. And uh, Thursday and Friday were bad days on the market. Uh, no doubt about it. I think my portfolio was down somewhere in the neighborhood of 1% to 2% each day, if not 3% each day. Um, I didn't necessarily track it. Um, I'm looking at it right now, and it does look like Friday. Um, overall, my portfolio was down 2.39, which I think was about Thursday as well. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, they That was bringing the market down. Essentially, what, what happened was Europe was significantly down as well. And the reason Europe was down was because by the time we closed on Friday and went negative on Friday... Um, it, it, essentially Europe had to open up down. So uh, we're looking at, at quite a, a large turnaround. Um, again, if Ukraine goes uh, uh, non-military, we could be looking at quite a, a significant rebound in the Dow Jones and, and the, uh, the NASDAQ and the S&P. Um, I'm going to link some things on my Twitter that I saw over the weekend. There's a great um, analysis that Charlie, um, this guy who's in charge of tra uh, Zip Trader, did on YouTube, and how Ukraine. Uh, one of the things that Biden has said was he will not uh, involve the U.S. military in the Ukrainian uh, conflict. What he'll do is he'll get allies, and he's got a very strong tie. It looks like with Europe um, on some uh, economic sanctions. And what Charlie did was take a look at some of the previous wars that the U.S. has, quote-unquote, been dragged into, World War I, World War II, um, uh, the, uh, the uh, Iranian conflict, the Kuwait conflict, um, all of those types of things, 9-11. Uh, and he looked at the market reaction to that and, and how it initially went down and then how it recovered. Um, it was interesting to see how long it took from each uh, major downturn based on that for the market to recover. 
and some of the the minor conflicts and, and any conflict is a major conflict that he listed but some of the minor conflicts it was days that it took to recover um, some of the, the larger conflicts it took months uh, if not years to recover um, so it, it, it's an interesting look at it I'll, I'll link it on, t- on Twitter uh, if you're not following me on Twitter follow me on Twitter um, the other thing that I watched over the weekend was a, a trading rush um, some of the trading rush videos and if you haven't subscribed to them on YouTube um, their YouTube channel is phenomenal in teaching strategy and what they do is they quote-unquote backtest strategy which is again one of the reasons I went to Trendspider um, but uh, they allow you to backtest against historical data and so you take a stock and you implement a strategy and Trendspider allows you to backtest it well Trading Rush um, actually does the backtesting for you um, and they don't do it against specific stacks they do it against specific strategies so they actually um, wind up taking trades and, and on the strategy and then uh, backing them out. Um, I, I think their their number one trading strategy is what I be, and part of the reason on Trendspider I base my strategy on MACD is because they're back testing. It is a hundred percent the 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 number one uh, strategy is MACD, and so when you take MACD with a couple of other uh, indicators on there you increase the strategy but um, and there was no, no, another article or I think it was a trading rush video that I watched um, about a, a classic trader and the turtle experiment um, and if you want to google that I'll, I'll link some stuff on the, the turtle experiment as well um, but it, it was clear that um, mitigating your downside during these times is key to growing your portfolio and so it's not necessarily uh, all about the winners, but it's about protecting yourself on the downside. And so when I say take your 10 and 20, you know, 15% gains on these, um, typically what I do is I watch the MACD. If the MACD starts crossing and I think it's going to cross uh, and I've got a 10 to 15% gain, I'm getting out. And that's been key on uh, the AMD trade. The Google trade, um, the Cleveland Cliffs trade, the Under Armour trade, um, and all of those trades that I have done in the last two weeks since you've been listening, all of those um, have been key where the MACD kind of crossed over on a you know short-term basis. And what I'll do is I'll take a long-term basis to actually enter into my trades. Um, so the Trend Spider strategy is based on a four-hour time window. I'll take a, uh, a one or two hour window on my um, Active Trader Pro, and I'll watch it. And uh, unfortunately, I, you know, on Active Trader Pro, you can't set alerts to certain time frames. But again, you can do that on Trendspider. So I'll take a, a one to two hour, and if I'm not sitting at my desk watching it, I can set Trendspider to tell me when the MACD crosses down on a one hour chart. Boom, give me an alert. It'll text me. It'll email me. I'm able to pull up my phone. If I'm out hiking, if I'm, I'm somewhere where I have sell signal, I can pull the trigger if I've got a 10 to 15% gain. That's the power of Trendspider on that one. So again, let's talk about the, the this Russia involvement here. Um, it's so important that it's turned the market. And anybody that watches CNBC on a regular basis... You know, Dr. Gottlieb is a regular guest on there on Monday mornings. 
um, always around the eight o'clock time hour because that's when the ratings come up and he's been there. They pushed him off. Um, not completely, but they shortened his segment. That's how important the Russia segment is is right now. So with that said, let's take a look. Um, one of the, the ones that I was looking at over the weekend is Oracle. And I added it to our uh, the, uh, the Google Finance. Um, they're trading around 80, it looks like. Let's look at there. Um, O-R-C-L is the symbol. And the reason I was looking at this is their, their PE ratio is 23. They have come down significantly. Their 52-week high was um, December 10th, and that was at 106. You're looking at a $79 stock now. Um, again, in pre-market, it's around $79, $80. Um, so it hasn't necessarily gotten totally whacked, but it doesn't do a lot of pre-market trading as well. So you really got to wait until probably the nine o'clock hour to really tell how this is going to go. It's got a 1.6% dividend yield. Um, Their earnings, let's see where their earnings are. Um, I'll take a look. Their earnings, I think, are coming up. It extends tender offer to March 16th. Um, I'll take a look at them. But it was one of those uh, stocks, the, the cloud stocks, that I, I think it's 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 got some opportunity in it. Uh, I'll continue to watch it. I'll, I'll try and find out when their earnings are. But it was one that kind of came up as a, a suggestion. Again, um, I, I think they're growing. And for a 23 PE, they've uh, had earnings per share of $3.44. Um, they've also bought back a significant amount of stock. Uh, that is one of the major things is if their earnings are coming up, which I do think that they are, just don't ha- necessarily have them on the calendar right now. But uh, if their earnings are coming up, they announce a dividend increase or a significant buyback on the stock, the stock should pop again. Um, their 52-week low, so you know, is 61. That was set on, um, uh, the, it looks like, a year ago. Um, February 19th, one year ago. So, uh, again, one of the things that I'm looking at playing is Oracle. When I say playing, I think this one could set up for an interesting trade. Um, I don't know that I necessarily want to own this because, again, when interest rates start to go up, um, I, I, I think that's... That to me is 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 a question. Um, when we look at the uh, the trend spider on Oracle, let me pull this one up. O R C L. And when we look at this uh, MACD, you can see if you I'll post this on on the Medium blog as well. Um, the MACD looks like it's going to cross. Looks like it's going down. Uh, looks like Friday, uh, the afternoon candle significantly down. Um, which was pretty much everything. You've got some gaps here between 89 and uh, 99 and a gap between 99 and 102. Um, When you look at this stock, where it was trading, there's a volume shelf at about 87, it looks like. Um, Now, one of the other things that that kind of trading rush uh, pointed out over the weekend um, and other trading channels that I was I was really researching to try and you know again 
strategy is always an ongoing um, learning. And one of the things they were saying is trade with the, the trend. Uh, and what you're seeing in a lot of these tech stocks are downward trends. Um, you don't invest with a trend, you trade with a trend. Uh, investing is finding where a stock is comfortable for you to buy and, and you hold it until you, you feel like it's fundamentally gone wrong. That's the difference between trading and, and investing. Trading is something where you're saying, hey, this is going to make money for me in a certain amount of time period. Uh, the fundamentals don't necessarily um, matter to me. Uh, if they, you know, if it's an undervalued stock, the fundamentals matter to you because you want to, you know, make money and take advantage of the undervalued fundamentals. But in investing, you really want to find a, a stock that is uh, on the upward trend um, to make sure from a longer standpoint. Remember, this trend spider algorithm is based on a four hour period. So it's more of a trading strategy than it is an investing strategy. Um, Oracle to that point about the trend, the 200 days moving down. We just had a death cross. It looks like on January 6th, um, we do have a buy at $80 and 69 cents, which means that you'd be getting in about where the algorithm tells you to get in the last two trades on Oracle, um, have been, I'm sorry, the last three trades have been negative. Um, overall, you had during a thousand candles, you had a total of 25 trades, 11 were wins, 14 were losses. Uh, if you had just bought prior, uh, you know, a thousand at a thousand candles ago and held it, you would make 44%. The algorithm would make you 16%, but the beta, which is the risk is 0.45. So to make 16%, you had significantly less, less risk than just buying and holding. You did get reward for buy and hold, but um, you you know, again, if you get in and get out, you've got a 16% gain. So the average gain was 5%, the average loss was 3%. Again, this is a strategy to try and make sure that that we're making money. And that's why I say TrendSpider in my mind, totally worth um, the, the investment that you make and the, and the payment that you make for them. And, there's a link in, uh, on the Twitter so you can, um, and I do get monetary compensation for uh, for you, you signing up through there. So uh, let's look at some of our recent trades. Cleveland Cliffs, they reported, um, they reported a $1.78 uh, earnings, um, EPS surprise minus 16%. Um, uh, it's a thousand seventy one point four three percent versus Q4 2021 2020. So they they had a significant, but they took turned down. Um, looks like the MACD went up. You had right around earnings. The RSI was at seventy. This was a totally overbought stock. Um, it hit the two hundred day, and the two hundred day on the four hour chart acted as resistance. And essentially it dropped from there. So what you're looking at is probably the 50 day that is currently at about 1946. Let's see what it's trading like in pre-market. Um, it is trading at 1917. So you're looking at probably the 50 day and the nine and the 21 providing support there. 
and you're probably going to trade within this channel of 19 to 20 dollars as the uh the 200 day looks like it's at 20 dollars you've got a couple of gaps in this area um but the algorithm still has you in from a 16.99 buy my guess is because we're so over uh, overbought in this one the rsi has slipped down to 46 in the afternoon which means everybody was taking profits and selling um that's kind of where it's completely oversold at this point um i think the macd is going to cross down a little bit um my guess is that it's going to cross down i do think you have 24 or 25 in this stock uh, as uh, iron ore prices have, uh, you know, one of the things that they said in their earnings was just the cost uh, and inflation kind of hit them on the material side. So they do believe that they can get that under control. Um, they didn't provide, um, you know, outstanding guidance. Uh, it was just, hey, you know, business as usual kind of thing. Uh, but essentially, this was a good play into earnings. I think if you, again, if you made your 10%, 10, 15%, kudos to you hopefully you got out of that one um uh if you're still holding it the algorithm says still hold it i'll let you know when it says uh to sell it but it, it says to hold it but i do see the macd kind of crossing down um one of the other things that we have in our uh algorithm is that the nine day and the 21 day if the nine days above the 21 even though the macd crosses under if the nine day is up uh over the 21 day and that gets you into the, again, remember strategy, gets you into the uh, three-week, two, three, four, and five-week time frame um, with the nine-day and the 21. So uh, the 50-day uh, crossing under uh, back on uh, November 30th, it looked like the 50-day was going to go back up, uh, but we've taken a turn down. The 50-day and the 200-day are moving down. So... Let's take another uh, look at our Under Armour uh, earnings that we were we were playing. Um, we got in, algorithm got us in about 15.90. I think it started covering this around 16 or so. Um, we are currently uh, significantly down on this one. And one of the reasons was they, they, again, like I said, they had inventory problems. We continued to go down on Friday. Um, you're at 15.21 for the bid right now. 1535 for the ask so you you closed at 1536 um their earnings per share were uh pretty flat um yeah earnings per share surprise zero percent so uh they reported 14 cents that's 16 percent above q4 2020 but i, I don't think that they're there wasn't any surprises here um you know they're they're, they're going down based on the uh, the indication and the guidance that inventories are a problem, um, that going forward, there's going to be an issue. Again, this is a, just a clothing line that I wear pretty exclusively. They've got tons of gaps going down here. Uh, the 200 day and the 50 day are both uh, trending negative. So this would be a trade. I see the, the RSI going into earnings was at 68. So it was completely overbought. That's why you're seeing a crash. People are taking profits, blah, 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 the whole thing. So um, I don't think that that was a great play. Again, if you got in at the $15.99, you got your 10%. Um, let's look at some of the plays for this week. Um, Square, SQ, or Block, as they've changed their name. 
we just had it looks like on the 9th which i just think was thursday a buy-in square at 109 dollars uh, we're trading at 107 um, it's trending upwards the the problem with this one is apple released um uh, using the nfc chip that they will allow peer payments so if you've ever been to a farmer's market or uh, one of those mobile kind of places and you've purchased something use your credit card and you've swiped the machine that's down below on your iphone um, that's usually a a square or uh, some other type of payment device well what apple has decided is those uh they'll use the nfc so if you have a credit card and it's touchless tap to pay um apple will now allow people um and i forget the company i think it's stripe that they're using uh, stripe is the first one that they'll use but they'll allow people to actually tap to pay using an app so there's no longer a hardware requirement to take payments at farmer's market if you have an iphone this is significant and it's against um, uh, Square in particular because Square is the big one that's come out with the point of purchase system that has been the easiest for small to medium businesses. Um, if you've gone to uh, like a small business like um, my pet boarding place, they take it where you uh, add a tip and sign with your finger. It's probably Square. Um, it could be stripe it could be one of those other smaller places but again what they've announced is that you can use an iphone and this is significant for instance if you have gone to a farmer's market and there's seven people working but they're using one terminal well they they have that one terminal because costs of the actual hardware are so great well, now, if those seven people have iPhones and they have the app, the Stripe app, again, they announced that Stripe will be able to use this on, on day one, and they have the Stripe app, those seven, all seven people can take payments. You just smack your credit card, you smack your iPhone um, to use Apple Pay, whatever you want, and they can take a payment. So there's no hardware requirement per se. That is killing Square. Um, since the news came out about that from Apple, Square has gone from about 140, 150 down to about 100. So the question is, where will Square guide the street on the, um, the impact of Apple's decision? Uh, they're trading at about 108 right now. You did have a MACD cross up on this one. Uh, one of the things, again, we look at the PE ratio because of interest rates. The P-E ratio on Square is 113, which is significantly high. When we look at PayPal, again, PayPal is a competitor of Square. <clears throat> um, their P-E ratio is 32. They've been beaten down to about 114 right now is where they're trading. But when Square reports this week, that multiple may get shrunken down even more. Uh Full disclosure, I'm a currently a holding square. I think I'm holding about um, $20,000 worth of it that I purchased it at. Today, I think it's worth about $10,000. So I'm down significantly on this one. I've ridden it down. I did. I used it as an investment, not necessarily a trade. Um, I've been holding it long term um, over a year, but I did buy it at a significantly higher price than it's trading today. Uh, I was in the green on it, and I just didn't trade it well enough to get out, so it was my fault. 
Um, but this is one that I, I, I continue to hold. I will probably hold it through earnings, and earnings are on February 24th. Oh, and to go back, let's look. We can look at Oracle's earnings. Our earnings for Oracle are March 9th, so it's not coming up anytime soon. Oracle earnings March 9th, um, as I talked about that. But um, February 24th, which is uh, you know 10 days away for Square, um, you've got a gap here between 120 and 123. Uh, again, <clears throat> to talk about the um, trend, the 200-day and the 50-day, the 9-day, 21-day, it's all negative. Um, so is this the one that you want to play into earnings? I'd say with that 113 multiple, um, I think you'd be lucky if you got a, a $10 move in either direction on this one. Um, my guess is I will not be playing this one. If anything, I will probably be taking, um, uh, looking at the, the, the square, uh, investment that I have and maybe going after PayPal, uh, switching that to PayPal. I already have a position in PayPal, um, in one of my retirement accounts. So I have to evaluate that one. I don't think that I'm looking at this one per se. Let's look at another earnings play, which is Tanger Outlets. Tanger Outlets reports on the 17th. <clears throat> so it looks like Wednesday, I think. Um, we do, we are currently in a buy on Tanger Outlets from the, um, looks like about $16 range. $16.57 is where the buy triggered. Um, this 200 day is in a positive direction. The 50 day, we had a death cross right around this buy on February 2nd. Um, uh, right about at that, uh, $18 level. Uh, well, I'm sorry. It wasn't trading at $18. That's where the, uh, the death cross took, uh, took place. Um, looking at the, the volume, it does look like there's a volume shelf here between 1687 and 1667. Um, it, are we going to get brought up to this 50 day? It looks like it touched the 50 day uh, on February 10th and it acted as resistance. So my guess is it's probably on the upward trend. I don't know that you're looking at a big mover in this one. Um, I think if it were me, I probably would stay away from this one um, <clears throat> for the current because of the trend. I think that death cross kind of scares me and I do think it traded up to about 17. Um, but it, again, it bounced off that 50 day. I think from a technical standpoint, I'd wait until tomorrow or so to see how this uh, how today's candles work out. Uh, you're right around the the nine day. It's trading right around the nine day. Um, it looks like the 21 day is is either going to bounce up. It's got a slight word movement up. Um, and if it, that nine day crosses the 21 day, I think you're looking at some positive uh, positive things. When I look back, um, the last time that the 50 day crossed under, um, it was August 17th. And it took until November 4th to cross back up. Um, and that was on an earnings event. Just kind of saying. Um, I think this one this one might be an opportunity where you could see um, the earnings come up. But again, let's look at the multiple on this one. Uh, SKT, 
their P/E ratio is zero, and their earnings per share is minus four. So they're not making any money. They could announce that they made money Christmas holiday. Uh, is this possible? Could be. Um, let's look at Simon's uh, P/E ratios twenty. So Simon, they're different models. Simon takes rent, one hundred percent rent. Um, Tanger shares in the earnings from their vendors. So a Tanger outlet will take you know, 15% of the actual earnings um, and charge less of a rent. So if there were uh, crowds at the Tanger outlets over the holidays, that could look good um, on their earnings. So again, I think my, my, I'll take, continue to take a look at this one. Um, it's trading at about 1690, it looks like. Um, I think you could probably get this, you know, under 17. I think you'd be okay. Again, I, I don't want to dissuade you from this one just yet. I'd probably be a little bit patient. Next one that we're going to look at with earnings this week is, uh, and these two are, are significant to me, NVIDIA. Um, they took a turn on Friday down. You just had a death cross on February 2nd. Um, and that death cross kind of took it down. It does look like the nine day is going to cross under the 21 day. And it looks like the MACD is going to cross down. So the algorithm had us buying in at 231 on January 31st. We're still in that trade. Um, but with the continued downtrend uh, with the candlesticks going down, it does look like it will probably get us out of that trade um, very soon. The RSI is at 43. It's an oversold stock at this point. Their earnings is on February 16th, so Wednesday is when the, the, the earnings will come out. Um, I think this one in particular offers an opportunity. Um, you're looking at NVIDIA, again, it's a significant um, uh, PE ratio of 73. Uh, I don't want to say that that's too high because this, this one traded all the way up, 52 week high is 346. You're at about 240 right now. Um, I think if you can get this one under 220, I think that's the best bet. Again, I I, I don't want to say, hey, don't buy it today. I think you've just got too much risk in the market because even though Russia has said, hey, um, we're not, you know, there's a there could be a, a peaceful pathway to us not invading Ukraine. I don't trust the Russians. And if the Russians come back and, and something does happen or um, politically the, the policy doesn't work, not, the peaceful policy doesn't work, I think you're looking at a significant downside to this market. So again, anything that you're playing, uh, realize that there is significant risk there. And when I say risk, there's risk on the downside, but there's also risk on the upside. And the risk on the upside is good. It's good risk, but you're, you could see a pop here. Um, but you could see negative if again if they if they invade. Nvidia is one again. They report on on Wednesday. When you look at their last earnings um, back on November seventeenth, uh, they surprised upwards and it popped up. But since then, it's continually been in a downturn. And again, that death cross that was on February second, um, it, it 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 should scare, but. The last time that had it's been using the 200 day um, as kind of a a resistance at this point um, for the last 
uh, week or two. Uh, it had that death cross. The last time that the 50-day crossed under, um, it took seven days. It was April, March 25th and April 12th. I'm sorry, about two weeks. So you just had that death cross. Do I think it'll trade down? I think, you know, the, the, the algorithm has you buying in at 231. Um, and pre-market, it looks like you're at 238. So, um, yeah, I, I might be looking at this one uh, a little bit more heavily. Again, what I'm looking at is for with NVIDIA to try and get in for long term. Um, the other one that I'm looking at is Roku. Now, Roku is interesting because this one has just, uh, it's horrific. When you look at the trend on this one, uh, all the way since August, it's just been a downward spiral. Spiral. Um, you've got, you're in a trade right now with the algorithm at 153. It looks like it bounced up there. Right now, it's broken the support uh, or the resistance of the 50-day. It's trading above the 9, above the, the 21, and above the 50. And the only thing you've got to chase is that uh, the 200-day, uh, as long as the algorithm. Now, uh, I don't think that TrendSpider, because I'm on the 4-hour, I don't think it'll let me go back to the last time now. Um, it won't let me go back to the last time it was trading on the TrendSpider chart. But if I pull the volume weight all the way back, you do have a volume shelf building here between 162 and 153. The next volume shelf is 223 to 230. There are a lot of people holding this for a loss right now. Um, it's just, it, it, it's a broken stock. They report on the 17th um, post earnings post-market so uh, I think this is one where you could probably play this one I don't want to speculate on where it will go um, but it does look like after that death cross happened um, I'll move this to a daily let's move it to a daily and do a little bit more deep dive you're still negative uh, it hasn't on the daily it hasn't touched the 50 day it's been using the 50 day as complete resistance I will load the daily chart onto uh, the medium blog, but you had the death cross on September 27th. Um, the last one, two, three, four, the last four earnings, they've gone negative. Um, the, the MACD right now is crossing up. Um, the RSI is at 45. Um, I think you're setting this one up for potentially a good a good result but um i do see that there's an upward trend again kind of the one of the point of the trading rush strategies is it's not like you're you're not looking to um uh, time the bounce you're trying to trade with the trend so if the trend continues to go up you get in uh, right now the trend is just flat i don't think that there's an upward trend here but it's just flat so the other one that we're looking at is Facebook, um, Meta, as it's known. Um, this one has been a falling nice. If you're trading at about 219 now, I said anything under 220, you should be buying. Um, I continue to think that that's the case. Um, you're looking at a P ratio right now of 15, 1592. 
Um, it's trading at 219 under the 220. Um, you don't have any positive movement in this whatsoever. But what you do have is the MACD starting to cross up. Um, uh, the RSI is at 28. Um, it's continued to go down. If you want to take a chance on this one, I don't think long term you have a, a real problem taking a chance on this one. Do I think that the, the stock is, is broken? Yes. Um, I think you can nibble on this one. In my mind, this is a good investment opportunity, not necessarily a trade opportunity. You can trade it, uh, but I think you have an opportunity here for a investment. Um, I My guess is that they're going, if you saw some of the Super Bowl commercials, they went full on in the, the metaverse. They, um, they advertised their uh, Oculus headset. Um, I think, you know, again, they just had earnings. There's a huge gap here between 248 and 321. I think that gap is going to get filled in the year to come. So uh, I think it's an opportunity. Uh, you did have a death cross here way back um, October 12th. And you do have a significant downtrend in both the 9, the 21, the 50, and the 200. So I... I in my mind, I think you nibble on it. If you're looking at this one as an investment, think of what you total want to spend in your investment and put 10% in. I don't think 10% would, you know, say you're, you want to put a $10,000 investment total into Facebook. Buy $1,000 of it. Uh, if it goes up, great. If it goes up to, you know, back up to $300, you have made money. Um, that would be a, what, 30% move? $300. Great. Um, if you, you know, nibble on the way up, it's more profit. Uh, if it goes down, you haven't lost that much. And again, I, I think at a 15 PE ratio, this one is trading as a value stock below the S&P, which is trading at about an 18, 19. So I think that's a, that's a great opportunity right there. Um, so uh, those are my picks for today. Again, I'll trade, I'll post some stuff. I know I rambled on here for a little while longer than I wanted to. The Russia stuff's important. Um, the, the interest rates are important. Jim Bullard's on, on, uh, CNBC right now, uh, talking about his, uh, his call on inflation, which tanked the market on Thursday, uh, Wednesday and Thursday, I believe. So, um, keep an eye out. I'll post on Twitter. I'll post on the medium blog. And if you have any questions, Hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on Instagram. I'll be posting some stories on Instagram as well. So um, hit me up on the Medium blog. Be sure to follow. And I will talk to you tomorrow.